This is Banks and Commentary. I'm your host, Candace Banks, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be having my old high school friend, Miss Alicia Samuels, or Allie as she's called. Allie is going to talk to us about social media marketing. She's going to explain what this niche is and how to get started. It's a refreshing take on putting yourself out there and making money on social media. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. So many of us are like wanting to avoid being seen in process. We want to look like we know what we're doing and that is just not reality. What's up, Allie? How's it going? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I feel like every time I start a podcast, I'm always like yelling like, hey, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. You bring the energy. Yes, so we have Allie on the line, Alicia Samuels, you know. She's recently married, so congratulations. Yes, yes. thank you so much. Marriage during COVID, you know, it's it, it happened, so it's a, it's a story. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something we're so happy we went ahead and got married instead of waiting to see how things were going to turn out. Um, we still have to wait for our big celebration, but we're so happy we got married and we were so ready for it. We were ready. Gotcha. That's awesome. And y'all have been together for quite some time. So uh, I know Allie personally from from high school. So that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So um, just to get into the podcast. So uh, I'm just curious. We're going to start this thing by understanding where your your journey with social media marketing, entrepreneurship began. Yeah. So... It's been a couple of years, probably at least like five or six years since I first started and had no clue what I was doing really with entrepreneurship. And I was just starting out in social media marketing. Um, I started out in talking about wellness products, which is still like a huge passion point for me. I think it all kind of started... (laughs) Suddenly, I wasn't necessarily like looking for entrepreneurship and I definitely didn't grow up necessarily thinking like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. And it wasn't something I really talked about a lot like in my family or the people I was around. So I didn't have a lot of exposure to it. But once I heard about it, once I had like a little taste of it and knew what it could do for me and the potential of being able to work for myself and you know, create another income stream, even if I was working in any other industry, it it just was super exciting to me. So I've been working at it for a couple of years and kind of changed my focus a couple of times, but it's been fun. I think it's been like, I I feel like entrepreneurship is so exciting in some ways, but it's also really messy. And like, I am somebody who I like to do things right. (laughs) Like I like to, I kind of, think of myself as like a recovering perfectionist, to be honest, where I'm like, I want things to be exactly right. And that's not really how entrepreneurship works. That's something I've definitely had to learn. Yeah. So you said you were kind of like thrown into entrepreneurship. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I had um, a couple of people I knew who were starting to do social media marketing. And I, I honestly had never thought about it, never really like saw myself doing that. Um, And the more I talked to them and, you know, just deciding, hey, like, why not let me go for it? Um, That's kind of honestly how it started. And um, 
guess it kind of started slowly where I was like, you know, I'd work on things here and there to eventually it became something where I was more passionate about it and wanted to spend more of my time doing it. And it's funny now because one of my friends recently was like, I don't know, she sent me something about like being a tourist. I'm a tourist. And it was about how mm -hmm. like tourists have like no hobbies. It's like their hobbies are work. So <laughs> to be honest, the past couple of years, it's like, oh, like what do I do with my time outside of work? I do more work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's been something that's like fun for me. There's definitely like challenge and like you know me, you know yeah. our beginnings and like how how much I feel like grit is important to me. So it's like almost like having a challenge and things being like difficult sometimes is fun for me, as weird as that sounds. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. Nice. Um, so let's go back a little bit. Do you mind explaining what social media marketing is for people who might not have any experience with it? Might are like, what the heck is Allie talking about on the podcast? Yeah, so um, really all social, me social media marketing is, is talking about products on social media. <laughs> that makes it sound like super simple. I guess that is exactly what it is. But um, I really like focusing on organic social media marketing where there's I'm not using paid ads. Um, I'm focusing on really integrating product into content I'm creating. So I guess I consider myself also like a content creator. Um, a, a big part of what I do is think about content people are looking for and um, whether it's like things they want to be educated on people go to social media a lot to be entertained. Um, so like a combination of like entertainment and education and figuring out how I can um, integrate products that people are also looking for in a way that is, um, you know, something that they could get value from um, or just the content itself being entertaining to them. So it's a lot of like trial and error of like, you know, trying out different types of content right now. I'm doing a lot of like figuring out TikTok and reels <laughs> and um, trying to like have a lot of fun with the content I'm creating. And I think more of like the recent things I'm doing um, with entrepreneurship and in social media has been a lot more fun. Um, but a lot of the stuff I've done in the past too has been like actually writing copy, like writing social media posts. Um, all across different platforms, like on Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff. Gotcha. Nice. So you, you talked about kind of being in, um, I, I believe the wellness space connect, correct me if, if I'm wrong there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, how did you go about, you know, getting sponsorships or working with these different brands that you actually like really hold your, yourself close to or what have you? So I, I like hold a personal belief when it comes to working with brands. I will work with brands on like more of like a short term basis. I think that stuff is um, great at times if it like fits into my brand and fits into what other people come to me looking for answers on. But I, I really like working with brands long term. So mm -hmm. I've had um, partnerships with different brands where I work with them ongoing. So lots of the content I'm creating integrates um, anything in their product line. So um, there's a lot of brands you can do that with in social marketing. Um, and 
to be honest, the first time I got started with entrepreneurship and first made a partnership with a brand, I probably worked with them for maybe two years, a year and a half. And that was my first taste of it. So I was like really excited about everything and loved those products. But I think that the the more I started working with brands, um, it helped me focus in on the parts of specifically in wellness when I was focusing on wellness stuff, like what types of products I like and what types of products I see the most impact in other people when I'm able to share that with them. That's good. That's good. And how, how would someone get started who, you know, may have heard, you know, this might be something that I'm very interested in. Um, how do I get started? I know you partner with, uh, do it. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. It's okay. Uh, but, uh, Monet, correct? Yeah. Some people say Monet. Some, some people say Monet. It stands for modern nature. So yeah. Yeah. So how did you kind of, if someone wants to get started, how do you find the right people to surround yourself with the right brands to start partnering with? How does that start? So I think it depends on what kind of social marketing you want to do. If you want to partner with um, like a network marketing, social marketing company, I think it's really important for you to do your own research on things that you can integrate into your own life, things that you can use every day, because that's going to be important for you to be able to like translate that into how somebody else would use it. And you have to be able to, to be using something that you personally like. So that's a factor. And then I think it's also important to think about um, the brand itself. If the brand has values that you can stand behind and that you feel like are really aligned with your personal bla- your personal brand and the things that you hold true and important to yourself. I think all of those things are important. So when it comes to social marketing, as you're like looking for a brand to partner with, those are things to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And as far as like the people you surround yourself with and finding community in that, there's so many you know, so many people you can partner with in any given social marketing, network marketing company. So I think it's important to look to the people that you're considering partnering with and seeing if the way that they run their business, the way that they, you know, create content is something that you want to be doing because the people that you partner with are going to teach you to do what they do. So there's a lot of different ways that people teach you know, social marketing. And it's important to find a place where you can feel like the way that they're doing it is aligned with you as well, because you don't want to be learning a way to do it that doesn't really align with you because it's hard to to consistently keep showing up and doing that if it's not something that you really enjoy. And don't get me wrong, there's some parts of the process that are like, you know, you're just getting the work done. Um, but I think that's an important key point because there's, I mean, I don't even know how many people you could probably choose from. (laughs) If there's like one particular brand, like for Monate, for example, if you wanted to specifically partner with Monate, there's so many different Monate market partners that you could say, Hey, you know, help me get involved. I want to start doing this too. And they might teach you a completely different way than I would. Um, so I think those are all all good things to keep in mind. And then like outside of social marketing and network marketing, um, I would say that 
there's tons of brands, especially that right now are trying to partner with more what they call micro influencers. So you don't necessarily have to be like somebody with a huge following in order to to start doing social media marketing. You just have to be creating content in um, like a niche that that brand knows that their customers are watching content in. So if you're wanting to do things in beauty or you're wanting to do things in wellness, you know, those are the types of brands that you might be able to partner with. And sometimes they reach out to you directly and say, hey, you know, it would be great if you could integrate this product into your content. And other times you can actually reach out to them. Like, I think a lot of people get started when there's a brand that they really love and they just use it. Um, and they reach out to that brand and they're like, Hey, I use your product every day. I talk about it, you know, with my followers and on my social media already. Um, I'd love to work with you. So I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can get into it. Gotcha. Nice. And that's good to hear. And you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of your following and building like organic relationships, not only with your, your um, followers, but also the brands that you're working with. So I'm curious to understand uh, a little bit about uh, for someone who might be wanting to get into social media marketing, how would you uh, grow your following? So essentially, you know, grow the amount of followers you have so then you can get recognized um, by those individuals who you're using often or um, you you might perfectly, uh, personally uh, enjoy. Yeah, I would say the best way to grow your following is to come up with a process for creating content that you can be consistent with because um, it's really great if you can create like this really perfect, beautiful piece of content and put it out there um, once, but that's not really going to grow your following. So you have to be able to create content consistently. Um, And I think that can look different for people. So maybe you're like me and you work full time also. So it's like, I don't have unlimited amounts of time to create content, but when I do, like I'm making sure that the videos and the photos and stuff that I'm posting, it's something that I can do pretty consistently from week to week. Um, sometimes I do a lot more than others, but, um, I think it's about being able to show up consistently And that's what grows your following because um, I think the other important thing to think about is sometimes you see um, people who have really huge followings, but that doesn't always mean that they're going to be great at social media marketing because their their content might not not actually convert to being able to encourage people to try new products. Mm -hmm. Um, People have to have a level of trust with you in order to try something that you recommend. So the way I see it, when I'm creating content, I'm showing up consistently. That builds trust with my followers to know that I'm not just posting something here and there that I'm getting paid for to say, hey, try this product. I'm showing up consistently and providing value to them, helping them learn, entertaining them, outside of, you know, product placement. So um, even if it's in my category, so right now I'm working in beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm creating content without product placement as well, because I want to be able to educate and provide value to the people who are following me. And that's what creates that trust. So I think it's about mainly consistency. um, And also just keeping in mind that like, it's a long game. So 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not always about gaining a lot of followers really quickly. You want to gain followers who learn to have like a no like trust factor um, with you to where when they think about the category that you're a part of, um, you know, the type of brands that you maybe recommend. Um, when, when people think about beauty, I hope that they think about me when they're thinking about a product that they want to go get. Like if they're looking for, you know, to try a new skincare system or they're looking to try like a new mascara or something, I'm hoping that by the content I'm creating, they think about me when they're thinking about those choices and that um, I can make a recommendation for them if it's based on, you know, some of my older content or more new newer content. Nice. That's good. Um, you, you basically were saying consistency builds trust and that is like a word, <laughs> yeah. not only for yeah. social media marketing, but in life as well, you know, show up consistently. And can we talk about that a little bit, how you're able to show up consistently with a nine to five. And I know you talked about this a little bit on your, um, your IGTV uh, videos, but how are you able to manage both having a nine to five, having a husband now, and also um, doing your, I guess, quote unquote, side hustle on the side? First thing I'll say is that it's not always perfect. It doesn't always look the way I want it to. That's my, my first part of my answer, because right now, while I created a lot of content this week, um, my house is not very clean and it's like, I have to be okay with, with parts of my life being like that sometimes. I think that I used to really, really value trying to have like this perfectly balanced life. And the truth about entrepreneurship, at least in my experience is that that just doesn't really exist at all times. And I'm willing to put some things aside when I need to create content Um, obviously I have my nine to five and I've got to get work done and focus on work during my work hours. Um, but I get up early, (laughs) you know, sometimes I get up at like five or five 30 so that I can have time to take care of myself. And then I can have some time to, you know, Mm -hmm. pour some time into creating content into my side hustle before I'm working, um, on my full-time job. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I work a little bit on my, on my side hustle and on the weekends. And I think that like, you know, some weeks that feels balanced and I'm able to achieve like that balance that we like strive for. And some weeks it feels chaotic, to be honest. Um, And I just have learned to kind of be okay with (laughs) being in process because I know that by being consistent and, you know, sometimes you know, making sacrifices where maybe I'm not able to spend as much time with my husband or with my friends and family um, right now that in a couple of years with consistency, I'll be able to do more of that. So it's just messy. It's a messy process. But I think um, if I can say one thing as like a piece of advice for somebody who is trying to create any type of business while they're working is to just be really intentional with your time and know what you're going to do when you have that time to work. So I know I have X amount of time before I start working my nine to five and afterwards and on the weekend. Um, So I plan ahead and know what work I'm going to be doing when that time comes. And, um, you know, that's, that's the most I can do. And I do a lot of extra stuff on the weekend, like 
I don't have, I cannot be like camera ready every single day. That just like doesn't work for me in my life. So some days like on Saturday, I will do a lot of content that I'll just use throughout the week or even for, you know, the next two weeks so that I don't feel that pressure to like show up in my life the same way every day, but I can still show up in my business and on social media with content that people want to see. That's good. That's good. Wow. Wow. Um, and being intentional, intentional with your time. Um, one of my pastor actually talks about look at your time. Like you look at your money, just like you allocate a budget to your money, allocate a budget quote unquote to your time as well. So being very intentional about it is necessary. Yeah, I love that. So um, you talked a little bit about uh, a little bit earlier, so we're jumping around a tad bit here, but it's all right. (laughs) So you talked a little bit about um, kind of, you know, making a lot of mistakes in the beginning. Um, Were you, were you afraid to start? And I know I'm going to ask you a little bit about um, setting uh, public goals in a second, but were you afraid to start this journey? And, And if so, what were your reservations? Um, yeah, I was, I think, um, when I first started and was like, had no idea what I was doing, I was actually less scared, which is funny because (laughs) I just had no idea what I was getting myself into and I had no expectations really, which is kind of like, I feel such a beautiful start to entrepreneurship. I, I wish that on anybody because in the very beginning, I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't really think about what would happen if I quote unquote, failed. And I just went for it. But then after that, when I had moments of like, what seemed like failure, that's when sometimes it can, it can start to get into your head and you're like, you know, start thinking more about, well, what if I, you know, go for this thing and it doesn't work out, what's going to happen? Um, so there's definitely moments throughout the past couple of years where I've definitely felt fear and like, uncertainty about if I should keep on going with what I'm doing because most of the time it's like deciding to not keep going is the easiest option it's like um, especially if you're in a position where you have something else to fall back on I think sometimes that even holds me back more than I care to admit because I know that probably if I didn't go for what I really want, I'd be okay. You know, my life might not look the the way I want it to, but I'd be okay. And I think that that actually stops a lot of people from living to their fullest potential because they're kind of just okay in their comfort zone, okay with where they're at. Um, So I've had lots of back and forth moments like that where I'm like, some days it's like, this is really hard. I'm really tired. Um, you know, it might just be easier to just like not go for what I I want. Um, but over time I've learned that it's actually something this year that I learned, um, that my mentor shared with me. It, It kind of like changed a lot for me when it comes to how I think about, setbacks and failure and all of that she says that um you know when you go into your day we all want to have great expectations and like I think there's definitely power in expectation but we also have to know that there are things that if we plan to have like the most productive day um we want to just like knock our goals out of the park there are other things that impact that that we don't have control over there's so many other factors so 
knowing and like going into your day knowing that there's going to be moments of um resistance (laughs) she actually phrases it like resistance is coming for you today and like what are you going to do to set yourself up to be prepared for that be in the right mindset to handle it um that's helped me because if you're going for something that's new I mean like 90% of the time if I'm doing what I need to be doing I feel really uncomfortable I'm like tired I don't always feel like doing what it is that I need to get done um and knowing that that's a normal feeling helps me a lot (laughs) that like nobody who is like going nobody that has what I want is sitting around like feeling really comfortable all day and that helps me a lot when it comes to like thinking about failure and like can I really do this because it's like the people who are doing what I want to do they feel the exact same way that I do they just are still doing it anyway so that's what I try to do Gotcha. That's good. And then curious then to understand kind of what keeps you motivated during this. You're you're saying, you know, the people that you look up to, your mentorship, but what are some other things that like keeps you going when you're like, you know what, I want to check out today? I think about the end goal and what I, I want because, you know, on the days when it's tougher and I'm more tired and I kind of want to, you know, just call it a night when I still have more things to get done. I think about the life that I want to have in the future. And I also kind of going back to what I was, was saying before, kind of about like living below your potential. I think to myself, like, if I'm not feeling motivated, what, what do I really need to feel motivated more than the fact that if I, if I stop and I'm just like, I'm going to throw in the towel, what I go back to is what the life I had before. And I know that that's not what I want. So most times if I can like check into that feeling of like, you know, what's my alternative Um, that's enough to get me in gear to be like, okay, I need to keep doing what I'm doing because ultimately the life that I would go back to and that I would settle for is not what I want. I want more than that. Mm, That's good. That's good. And then, so you talked a little bit about your mentor and she just dropped, you know, that those gems to you. Um, how, how did you go about, choosing, seeking out, or having someone, you know, choose you, quote unquote, um, mentorship in this space. It's so hard to find people um, to trust and people who aren't just, you know, uh, perpetrating on the internet. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So so, uh, how did you go about that? Well, for me, in what I do in social marketing, when I chose to partner with Monet, I picked somebody specifically that I wanted to partner with to get started. So um, what I did was a lot of watching. Um, I feel like I, in some ways, watched too long because now I'm like, if I started sooner, like, how much further would I be? But um, I just watched to see what she did and the way she showed up. And I realized that the things that she was able to do and her progress is something that 
she had and she was able to do. And that's something that I wanted. So I think that it's about seeking out people who have what you want um, and do it in a way that you want to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the way that you want to run your business or you want to start whatever it is that you're looking to start and need help with. Um, I think sometimes like the whole fear thing can hold us back because we're thinking, well, what if I can't do what so-and-so does? Um, And in actuality, if somebody has something, um, if you've been able to see somebody's process and somebody's journey and they've been able to do it, that actually should give you more evidence that you can also do that. Um, And a huge part of being able to have a mentor, I think, is being willing to be coachable because um, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, there haven't been moments where like, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, now I have this social media thing figured out. Like, I know what I'm doing. Um, but I also have to be willing to learn from people who have gone before me and, and be willing to try new things. Because um, if somebody has something I want, they obviously went forward and did something that I haven't done yet or haven't tried yet or they've been just doing it longer. So um, when I was looking for a mentor and somebody to get started with, I was looking for somebody who, one, lives a life that I want to live. Like I want to have that kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, I also was really inspired by her so vocally um, talking about her failure because Um, that is something that I have not seen a lot of and that resonated different with me because especially when it comes to social media and, you know, you're talking about like all of these people you have to choose from, who can I really trust? I felt like it was different when I, when I heard somebody talking about this is what I didn't do right. You know, this is the, these are the moments where I felt like I was failing and it gave me permission to feel like I wasn't going to have to figure out everything before I started, but that I was going to be able to just learn along the way. And that's why I'm so passionate now about talking about those things, because if somebody hadn't, you know, if somebody hadn't been that person for me to show the way of like, this is what it looks like. It's really messy. I might not have been willing to try so I like to share those moments in my life so that I can help give other people hopefully permission for them to try too that's good that's good um I was just this is funny I was just thinking about this earlier today you talked about um your mentor openly talking about failures um it's it's funny because I feel like I trust people more when they tell me their failures one and they tell me they don't know something if if you yeah. tell if you're vocal about and you're you're vocal and like you understand what you're not good at what you know what you don't know what you failed at if you can understand that and articulate it to someone I feel like man I I will trust you because of that so that that's awesome that you said that you said the failures so you you kind of talked about that what are some mistakes that and we talked about this a little bit, but some failures that you've been vocal about in your journey with, with um, uh, social media marketing in these last few months, years or so. Um, I think the hardest, but also most important things that I've tried to be vocal about is um, 
setting goals for myself um, and talking about them so that they like it's a way of holding myself accountable. Um, and then also when I don't do what I needed to do, I try to be vocal about that too because um, it's really exciting and I and I think it is inspiring in a way when you see somebody achieving something. But I think now we see so many people achieving things. It's like that's what social media is kind of for, <laughs> you know, people posting things that they're excited and proud about to where I kind of almost feel like it's like we're kind of numb to it. It's like, okay, like mm. you did something great. I'm proud of you. Um, but mm. I want to see when people are, you know, in their everyday, not necessarily having, you know, the most success that they thought they were going to have in the very beginning. It's like, it happens in stages. It's like, for me sharing those moments where you know I set a goal for myself and I was really excited about it and I was putting in a lot of work and then didn't quite meet the goal this happened um, with me recently so last month I was going for a goal and it was so so close and didn't quite meet it and I think I was almost of course I would have loved to meet the goal but I was also excited after that to share because I think I've come so far in my like mindset around what failing looks like to where now I'm like excited to tell people about it because I know that that's the part that made me want to try so I know when I talk about it it's not the end you know it's not the end for me like I'm going to keep going and eventually I'll meet that goal and it might not be in the timeline that I originally set for myself so that's one like publicly talking about goals and then when I quote unquote fail and don't meet them exactly what I want to. And then also things like I was talking about earlier, like, you know, I would love to have everything in my life flow perfectly, but like, I, I even, I talk to my husband Cam about this all the time where I'm like, some days I am, I get a lot done with my, my, my nine to five job. I get a lot done for my business. And then like, we have no dinner and like <laughs> everything around the house is like, feels like it's destroyed. And like, I'm like, that still feels like failing to me. So like, I talk about that too, because I'm just like, there's, first of all, so many expectations on women. And yes, um, yeah. I'm like very, I try to be very aware of that, that like, mm-hmm. not even my husband or like the people in my life really place those expectations on me, but it's like kind of ingrained. So I like try to work through that myself too. But there are those moments where I'm like, wow, like, there's mm-hmm. so many more things I wanted to get done today, whether it's in my, my job, my business and being a wife in taking care of things around the house, having good food to eat. Like sometimes I'm just like, like probably today, I don't know what we're eating for dinner. (laughs) To me, that feels like failed a little bit, but also like, it's just life. It's just messy. And, um, those are the kind of things I like to share with people because it's just real. Yeah. And I'm glad you're, you're open and honest about that. And it's not a quote unquote fail if you learn from it. Right. And each of these things have been like a stepping stone and it's pushing you greater. And you're also helping other people as you go. And even talking about like going back to what we were talking about in the beginning where you were like, 
it looks, you know, uh, this looks different every single day. You know, some, some, uh, one of my, um, I, I went to this panel one time and, and the woman, uh, that was there, she was like, a an OBGYN. And she said, I think of life as like a pie chart. And she's like, you know, some days I'm a kick, kick tail, you know, um, physician. And some days I'm a terrible mom, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> she's like, but she's like, you know, it, it's, it's a pie chart. So what we devote time to, and it's okay. You know, as women, yeah. like you said, we have these expectations and, and it's a great thing that you understand. Like, you know, these are, these are the things that are, you know, set up for me. And this is the mindset that we have to break as women that no one else is expecting these things of me. And I'm just putting this on myself. So to give yourself that grace is so important. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're killing it from my point of view. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're killing it. Um, And then do you mind uh, before we close and I'll ask you uh, the last two questions, but do you mind just giving um, your, your kind of closing thoughts, like anything that you want someone to know that has been listening, um, any encouragement for someone who's, you know, like me, you know, I just started out with this whole podcast thing. Um, but any encouragement for people starting out or things like that? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm so excited you're starting this podcast because I love podcasts. So, you know, I'm going to be listening. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think I would just say that it's okay to not know everything when you start. I think there's like this huge like pressure we put on ourselves as like new baby entrepreneurs where we're like, I want to know everything and I want to be great at everything. And so myself included, so many of us are like wanting to avoid being seen in process. We want to look like we know what we're doing and that is just not reality. And the, the sooner you can become okay with that, the sooner you're going to actually be able to make progress in what it is that you're trying to do, because it kind of takes the, the wall down of like, I have to like uphold this image and I have to do things in a certain way. Of course, I like... <laughs> I'm somebody who holds myself to a very high standard, which is sometimes not very healthy. I've got to like, you know, be aware of that too. So there's, you know, we want to hold ourselves to things that we want, um, but also know that it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to just figure it out as you go. That would be my biggest thing because as soon as I started really realizing that, (laughs) I could just do the work. Like I didn't have to focus on the image of like what the work looked like or how I looked while I was learning. I was just actually focusing on doing the work that I needed to do. And I think that's a game changer. Nice. That's good. That's good. Thank you for that. Um, So now we're going to switch into the two questions that I ask everyone that comes in the, onto the show. Uh, The first question is, what's the best piece of financial or uh, entrepreneurial advice uh, that you never received? Mm, That I never received. I would say um, to 
only take advice from people who are doing what you want to do or in a place that you want to be because a lot of people will give you opinions <laughs> and um, they really don't have the fruit that you're looking for. Um, so if you listen to the people who have the things that you want and were willing to do the work to get there, um, that's usually pretty solid advice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, people love to give opinions unsolicited too, you know? <laughs> yeah, every day. <laughs> You got to tune them out. So that's good advice. And then finally, what's next for you? Um, I think, honestly, what's next for me is continuing to do the work. And um, I've got lots of goals in my business, but I st and I've, I've been at it for a little bit now, but I really still feel like I'm in such beginning stages where, like, what's next for me? All I can see for, like, the next couple of years is just, doing the work and, um, you know, being excited about the process, um, showing up every day, continuing to, to do what I got to do and, um, just letting that be a part of my story right now for the next couple of years. And one of the things that I'm excited and am like newly realizing is that, you know, right now, like that next level of like, okay, what's my next goal in my business? Um, it feels exciting. And it feels like kind of hard to get to right now. But when I get there, like it's going to feel the exact same way to get to the next goal. So I'm just excited right now to be okay with being in process and just like doing the work I got to do and um, showing up to impact people the best way that I can. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allie. Do you mind shouting out your, your Instagram handle and all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. So my Instagram is just Alicia Samuels, plain and simple. I'm also on Facebook at Alicia Samuels, but I mostly spend my time on um, Instagram. TikTok's also Alicia Samuels, keeping it really simple for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I'll have her information down in the show notes, of course. Uh, but Allie, this has been great. I've enjoyed catching up with you. I haven't heard from you in such a long time, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a great discussion. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. All right. Now, I told y'all Allie was going to have a heat today. And per usual, I've written down my top six tips that I'm going to share with you. So the first is to market organically with your audience. The second is to find a niche that you believe in. The third is to understand what type of social media, media marketing you want to do. And then figure out your personal brand. The fourth is to grow your following and choose a schedule that you can maintain. Now remember, consistency builds trust with your audience. The sixth is, excuse me, the fifth is be very intentional with time and know what work needs to get done within a specific time frame. And then the sixth is to be okay with being in process. It's okay if people see you in process. All right, so that wraps our episode up for today. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, share this episode with your mom and them, and have a good, good holiday. 
So remember, we're saving, we're investing, we're living our best life over here at Banks and Commentary. I'll see y'all next Monday.